0: Excuse me. Can I quit this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. <laughs> I a <did> great advice. <laughs> Jackie, how about the lighter side of history? The lighter I'm side-
1: I'm laughing at my show. Okay,
0: I know a lot of things and I share them on the podcast and you don't care. What are we talking about? With- I can't get a word in edgewise (laughs) on this show. I mean, it's...
1: Here's how we sell it. Okay. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Jackie Marling. And and I am
0: Peter Bales. What's the name of your show? Oh, this is Stand Up Memories, which is perfect because we are both stand-ups and we're talking about memories. Memories about anything. Comedy, comedy and life, and politics, and anything under the sun.
1: And we would like you to please keep those cards, letters, emails, and texts coming.
0: Because we'd like to get one. One.
1: (laughs) Now, we're very sad to report, uh, not knowing when this will actually be posted, but we lost an incredible talent a couple days ago, uh, comedian Jackie Mason who, it's so funny, the guy that's gonna do the DNA to find out if I'm related to Theodore Roosevelt, he texted me, and he said Jackie Mason passed away. Jackie Mason's brother circumcised both of this guy's sons. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie was gonna be a rabbi and his, all right. Well, is. His brother, his father, everybody was a rabbi, but this guy was okay, enough a, an about, amazing let's, comedian. The
0: circumcision, is, I, I'm having uh, lunch after this
1: show. <laughs> let's move on to another topic. So Jackie Mason was a spectacular character. Long Island comedy started around 1979 when we were doing yeah. shows all over the place. I had a guitar amplifier and we had a microphone and we did shows, but it really kicked into gear when Richie Minervini and his brother and another guy opened the East Side Comedy Club in Huntington on Jericho Turnpike on Long Island. And Richie had been down in uh, Hollywood, Florida and had befriended Jackie Mason, who recently passed away, uh, because he'd been knocking around ever since he got in trouble with Ed Sullivan. when you're on the outs with Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan had right. tentacles like an octopus. Right. You know, you don't touch this guy, you don't touch this guy, or none of your people's going to get on my show. So Jackie Mason's name was mud for a long time, and Richie got right. him to come and open up the East Side Comedy Club. He did the opening yep. week, and each of us took turns hosting and bringing him on. And it's so funny, because I tell dirty jokes and sing songs, and I have a good time, and when I... Went up to when I don't know if you know the story when I was when I was hosting, you know, we just do like ten minutes and then bring him on. And we're so new. And I did my 10 minutes, told a few jokes, and played a song. And on my way off the stage, Jackie Mason said to me, <laughs> Kid, you're fantastic. They love you. They'd love you even more if you'd shut up. <laughs> I didn't even
0: tell you that No. But you said you wrote on Facebook you thought jackie mason
1: might have been the funniest comedian you had ever seen he, i mean that's he, quite a statement he's he was so great and he used to get so upset because uh he because he knew i knew rodney he said every time i see rodney he says i'm the funniest guy i'm the funniest guy ever the funniest guy ever and every time they interview him who do you like rodney and they mention everybody but he would never mention me but i think Rodney may have been even been intimidated. Mason was so funny and smart and caustic you just could laugh at him and laugh and and you know but you you can never say you have a favorite yeah. comic cuz he's favorite till this guy makes you laugh Now
0: do he, you have clarification on the famous Ed Sullivan No
1: and uh, is, is I've the never truth s- is the truth known the story, did, did he give the finger to the, Ed Sullivan there's so many versions of this What happened he was supposed to be getting off stage. I don't know if they're cutting him short, but the way he did his act, they said, "Hey, you doing I, I, uh, like you. Hey, you. What's up with you? Hey, you. Like this." And the stage guy on the sound supposedly said, "Like one minute," and he was like, "One minute." You know, I don't know if this tape of it, but it was interpreted yes. as he gave Ed Sullivan the finger. <clears throat> then uh. there were all kinds of stories about. Uh, the president was given a speech on another channel, and all of a sudden they switch. Cha- if you switch channels, it looked like he was giving finger to the president. You know the, oh. the way these stories grew and grew. Whatever did happen doesn't matter. He was blackballed, ostracized yeah. forever. Um, I got I got a chance to work with him at
0: Rascals, this terrific comedy club in West Orange, New Jersey. Brilliant club management. You know what they did? They'd book him on a Tuesday night. He'd sell out four hundred seat club and then they'd open up a new show Wednesday, sell that out, quickly sell out the new show Thursday, then you've got the easy ones
1: to sell out Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Talk about brilliant comedy club management! I I love that place because the same thing happened for me when I was big on the Stern Show. They would normally be dark, not open on a Thursday, but they'd open on a Thursday, and they'd give me the entire door. $20 a head times four or four hundred and fifty people because they had that many people in there drinking when normally the lights wouldn't be on. You know? And
0: and you would save that money for what, a day or two?
1: Oh yeah, 50, <laughs> yeah. Now my my great Jackie Mason story is I had an LP out that I produced myself in nineteen seventy nine. And Mason was so, so funny and I don't know how it came to be, but I think he wanted to do an album about the election. And I said, well, I can produce an album, I can do that. I did my album, you know, I did my album, I had just done my album Going Ape there, and so I set up the microphones and taped a Jackie Mason album, which I have, the unreleased Jackie Mason you album. You have that? Yeah, it's, it's spectacular. I've been sending it to him since he passed away, I'm sending it to people. I've always been sent to Who the owns it? Nobody owns it. I guess I do, but it, he did an album that was basically just like his Broadway shows were always his act with a few things switched around. But the point of this, my favorite Jackie Mason story of all time is we're gonna do this album called Election 80, 80. about, about uh, wow. you know Carter and Reagan. And and it was wow. so funny because some of the jokes on the albums were, People say, "Why well, he's Johnny, Jimmy Carter always smiling. You can't believe he got the job. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So we go into his Park Avenue apartment that was on the second floor. Me, Richie Minervini, Barry Mitchell. And I think there's one other person, but I can never remember who. And we go in, and this is Jackie Mason. We're brand new comics, and this is Jackie Mason. And like, we're still a little gaga. You know, I haven't been away with Rodney yet. This is a big deal. And he's sitting in a chair, and Minervini and me and Barry Mitchell are sitting at his feet, literally, <laughs> tossing ideas. And he's standing like, that. that's a good idea. I don't know. And, and I said something. I would give anything to know what I said. And he said, you just thought of that? I said, yeah, that just came out of your head. You just, that thought came into you, and you thought that right now. He said, yeah, it's just, you know. He said, my friend, that's genius. You're a genius. And I'm like, Jesus, I've been doing this for six months, and Jackie Mason has called me a genius. <laughs> that, you're sitting there, and we're talking about this, and you thought of that, you thought of that right then there. I said, yeah, you are, ge- my friend, you are a genius. We should go to the deli. Let's go get some sandwiches. And we get up, and we walk to the elevator and it's an old building where the door opens and the elevator has the lattice. And the elevator operator pulls open the lattice and we go in the elevator, and the elevator operator closes the lattice, closes the door, and we go down to the first floor. And as we're getting (laughs) out of the elevator, Mason says to the elevator operator, you just brought us down here from up there. You, my friend, are a genius. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Jackie,
0: Lucian Hold, the manager of the comic strip, in about 1980, took me to see Jackie Mason at Dangerfields. And we're in that little, tiny dressing room downstairs. And Lucian walks in. And it's Jackie, amazing. you're so great. and We love you. Uh, and, and, and goes on. And he stops. And Jackie Mason goes, thank you. It's time for you to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I swear he said that. Oh, it's he? Okay, okay, Jackie. Uh, and I, but I think it's terrific. Steve Martin gave him a nice role in the film, The Jerk. And he he
1: complained to me or complained you know, to us. I had such a big role. I was I was, I was a star. it was going to make me so big, make me a movie star. And every day they cut more and they cut more and they cut more. It, it, you know, according to him, they cut a real lot of. Very often they cut so much of what yeah, they people do. do. You know, that happened to Fred Norris, too. Yeah. You come in and say every day they, they take away more of my lines because Fred was such a good actor in private parts that he was making everybody else look bad. Now, I have to insert a story here because the odds of this ever happening again, you are talking about that tiny little ugly dressing room at Dangerfields. Yeah. That was the dressing room. And the little tiny dressing room where Rodney was always holding court in his blue bathrobe with his junk hanging out had a little tiny speaker, so you could hear what was going on on stage. So I was telling a story at the Friars Club to a few friends, comics, about because it was fun when I used to try and give him jokes and and he would run stuff by me. He called me up one time and said tell me about this, I don't know if is a joke, you know, I think it's a pretty good joke, but I don't know if it's too strong, maybe it's too strong, tell me what you think. He says, I got, I got no respect, I got a parrot who calls me Jew bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know if it's too strong, but that is so, so, so funny. And I'm telling the story to these guys, and I go, and you know what's crazy, is we kind of lost track of each other after that, and I never found, I never went and listened to his, I would have no idea... If he wound up using that joke or not. And Dick Capri, who's a famous old-time Catskill comedian like Freddie, Roman, Stewie Stone, Dick Capri, a classic, classic little Italian guy with a cigar, is at the next table. He stands up and he comes over and leans over and says to us, Rodney used that joke. He always used that joke. In fact, that was his that was his signal joke. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, when Rodney did that joke, that meant he was very near the end of his act. So anybody that was downstairs in the dressing room, wow, getting laid or <laughs> getting inflated or whatever they were doing, that meant buckle up and get the hell out of there because wow. he'd be down there in a few minutes. That's and I'm like, the signal. And and not that long ago, I wrote an email to Dick Capri and I said, you know, I've been telling that story for for a couple uh, decades no. now. Is that true? This is it's absolutely true story? No kidding. Now what's you know i mean what the odds that dick capri was sitting next to us i mean at the Friars club maybe that not it wasn't like we're in central park but still i got a parrot calls me jew bastard
0: (laughs) i got to tell you you know (laughs) you think about jackie mason passing away and i started thinking about other comics we've known who have passed away and i don't know if you're going to agree but i think this is one of the funniest jokes there was a comedian you know him ronnie shakes great guy did the tonight show, terrific appearance, tremendous future ahead of him, sadly passed away. But this joke, I just laugh whenever it comes into my head. And the joke is I was so depressed, I decided I was going to go to the beach and commit suicide by drowning myself. But I know I wasn't serious. I brought a towel. <laughs> oh, that's just that's just <laughs> that's just so
1: brilliant because it just keeps on giving it just, it it's just ke- it's a joke that keeps on giving you know it's so weird how jokes hit you i call david feldman once a week or once every couple weeks and tell him jokes and i hadn't done it in a while now, david feldman is he's a very very he, he does a long long liberal podcast he he wrote for all kinds of stuff for the last 20 or 30 years in fact Somehow a joke came up, which is one of my all-time favorite jokes, and he told me he wrote it, because <laughs> Martin Short had a one-man show, and he came out as a 90-year-old agent, and he said, oh, it stinks getting old. He, he, said, he said, the only time I don't have to piss is when I'm taking a leak, <laughs> <laughs> which I think so, of every time I go to the bathroom, and uh. Feldman tells me he wrote that, so I'm telling jokes, And I'm telling him dirty joke after, dirty joke after, dirty joke, and he's roaring. And I tell him this absurd joke, and he just must have said five times, that is a great joke. A a guy is is at a museum, and he's looking at a Tyrannosaurus (laughs) Rex. And he turns to the guard, and he says, how old is that dinosaur skeleton? And the guard says, 166 million, four years and six months. The guy says, how can you be so precise? He says, well, when I started working here it was 166 million years old and I've been here for four and a half Which is just pricelessly stupid.
0: Oh look, man! can I do one more, do we have time for one more joke? I would love Museum to. Museum of Natural History, you brought it up. This is a joke in my act. I did, back in my youth, work as a tour guide at the Museum of Natural History. And you have to make the same speech every day. Here we have the brontosaurus, widely considered to be the stupidest animal ever to roam the face of the earth. And one time this guy yells out, you know, it would have to be stupid if it wandered in here. I remember you said So I said, we'll, we'll make that the second stupidest
1: animal. <laughs> we love you. Please, 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 tell your friends, tell your neighbors to stop overwhelming us with the cards and the, <laughs> and the letters and the emails, and we'll see you next time. I'm Jackie Martling.
0: I am Peter Bale. And
1: this is Stand-Up
0: Memory. Hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How
1: exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man, Martland. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? Me space? My space. Your space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Do-da, da <laughs>